You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's spotlight America's team with our friend Mickey Spagnola, DallasCowboys.com, co-host of Talking Cowboys. Check out that outstanding show weekdays on the Cowboys team channel here on TuneIn. Mickey, as always, we appreciate the time. We've talked so much about the Cowboys' offensive line in the past. Is it time to focus now on the defensive front? The guys up front, that front seven, very good on Sunday against the talented Chiefs offense. I absolutely agree with you. You know, for the past couple games, it was always like we had to qualify what they were doing defensively, especially up front. It was like, well, they played well against San Francisco, but it was San Francisco, right? They hadn't won a game. Played well against the Redskins, and it was like, well, you know, they were beat up on their offensive line, so we're going to see against Kansas City. Well, they played awfully well against the number three ranked offensive team in the National Football League uh, in total yards. Uh, that team was averaging 29 and a half points a game. And technically, and I know that was a goofy play at the end of the half, uh, but they really, other than that play, held the Chiefs to 10 points and put a lot of pressure on Alex Smith and stopped the running game. Kareem Hunt came into the game leading the league in rushing, and they held him to 37 yards. So, yeah, I, I think it's time to start talking about these guys, and it's what I wrote uh, you know, yesterday uh, on DallasCowboys.com. I, I, I think it's time to say, you know what, I'm not qualifying anymore. This, this just might be for real. When you talk about being for real, uh, yes, you saw Dak Prescott play well, uh, move the ball around well with his feet and being able to throw the football, being elusive as we've seen him do. Ezekiel Elliott just getting warmed up as he goes along. Ezekiel Elliott is not in the mix at some point in time. We have to assume that's on the horizon. How do you think this offense actually works uh, with an Alfred Morris and also a Darren McFadden? You know, I don't know if teams would fear those guys the way they fear Ezekiel Elliott. I think if you were watching closely the uh, the beginning of that game against Kansas City, Kansas City was basically saying, you know what, you're not going to beat us with Ezekiel Elliott. And they stacked the line when the Cowboys went two tight ends uh, with eight guys for sure. And a couple times they went uh, three tight or two tight and a fullback, and they had nine guys on the line of scrimmage. Well, the Cowboys finally loosened them up with some read option plays, got Dak on the edge, you know, threw some slant passes to kind of loosen that team up. And then once they loosened it up, it was like, okay, now you're going to get a heavy dose of Zeke. Uh, I, I think with Alfred Morris, uh, Darren McFadden, Rod Smith, I, I don't know that those teams are going to stack the line of scrimmage. I think they're going to say, all right, we're going to back off. We're going to absorb what those guys give me. But by golly, Dak's not going to beat us over the top throwing deep passes. You're going to have to you know, move the ball 80 yards in 12, 14 plays to beat us, but you're not beating us in one. So I think they lose that threat. Uh, and also just Zeke's uh, ability to turn a one-yard gain into a three-yard game, a two-yard game into a five-yard game, uh, just because of his physical ability. Uh, so I think that's what they lose. Uh, so to score 
like they've been scoring six games in a row, 28 points at least, uh, I think becomes a harder chore. But I think you saw where they do have enough weapons to spread things around uh, that they might be able to, you know, score in the mid-20s as long as that defense is playing as well as it has in the last three games. He's Cordell Stewart. I'm Brian Weber chatting with Mickey Spagnola from DallasCowboys.com and the Cowboys team channel here on TuneIn. Mickey, as you know, another hearing in Ezekiel Elliott's legal fight against the suspension is coming up on Thursday. We've discussed this topic frequently. Do you think the uncertainty surrounding his playing status has had any tangible impact on this team so far? None whatsoever. Uh, And I think last week has to be a prime example. He wasn't able to be here uh, on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday found out about 9 o'clock in the morning on Friday that he was going to be able to play in the game, you know, grabbed his backpack, was here by 9.30, got in the meetings, practiced, went into more meetings. And if you notice, you know, maybe, just maybe, the two days of non-practice helped his legs. He was fresh. And the other thing you worried about was his assignments. And, and if you watched, when they were blitzing, boy, he was standing right in there, and he knew exactly where those blitzes were coming from for the most part and were picking them up. So uh, I think what happened on Friday kind of gave this team a lift. You know, okay, we're not going to be without Zeke. We're not going to be without Zeke. And all of a sudden, you know, he comes running into the meetings. And, and the spirit in practice I noticed on Friday, which normally is kind of high Cordell can speak to that. It's like the end of the week for the players. This is the last practice, and then we kind of get a day. Uh, But it was a little bit higher than normal on Friday, so I think it kind of gave the spirit a little bit uh, of a boost. So, uh, yeah, they. I don't think they've gotten involved in all that. I think that Jason Garrett has treated it well and has kind of brainwashed these guys. It's like, we're going to practice on Wednesday. You do your job. You focus on your job. Let's not worry about what's happening with Zeke because we can't do anything about that, but we can certainly do have something to do with what we do in practice on Wednesday, what we do in practice on Thursday, and I, I, I really think they bought into that. Give me your take on Des Bryant. I saw him run a, a crossing route yesterday uh, in the game, excuse me, on Sunday, and he, he tried to reach for it above his head, and he came down and, and got hit, and he kind of went to the sideline, looked like he was he was gasping for air just a little bit. Is he okay, or, or, or is it something um, we need to be concerned about moving forward? Because he looked like well, he wasn't the same after that. a little bit of an ankle and a little bit of a knee going on. Uh, during the week last week uh, in practice, he irritated his knee. Uh, he was limited uh, a day or so. Uh, and then, you know, he, he seemed like he was okay. And then uh, he really came down on that ankle, and I think it's pretty sore. I wouldn't be surprised if he, if, if he doesn't practice uh, on Wednesday. And basically they try to do whatever they can do to get him to the game on Sunday. But uh, I think the ankle probably is a little bit more of a problem. Uh, and I think that's the play you mentioned. I think that's when uh, it sort of happened. Uh, and, and, and he was pretty sore afterwards. So, again, on those things, you know, you, you kind of have to you, you sleep on them, see how they come back the next day. Uh, we'll see how he is today when the guys report to the locker room a little bit later on. And then, uh, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't practice on Wednesday and then kind of give them enough treatment to see how it goes to Sunday. But I think it's at this point I would say he's questionable. Mickey, let's wrap it up heading back to defense. We know the Falcons are set to throw the football. 
repeatedly coming up on Sunday. So what's the state of the Cowboys revamp secondary heading into that matchup coming up in Atlanta? Well, it seems to get better and better once they stop the run up front like they did uh, against Kansas City and then put the pressure on the quarterback they did on Alex Smith. I think that helps out that secondary a whole heck of a lot. Uh, There's a chance they get their second-round draft choice back uh, this week. Chidabe Awuzie, he's been out twice now with a strained hamstring. Uh, He would help out their change-up defense, have another guy uh, that can go in the slot opposite uh, Orlando Skandrick to to maybe cover the tight end, and they can leave Byron Jones back as a a deeper safety. Uh, We'll see where that one goes. Uh, But uh, I, I just think they're growing, they're playing better, but a lot of that has to do with the amount of pressure suddenly the Cowboys are applying uh, on opposing quarterbacks up front. Uh, and it's not just all Demarcus Lawrence, Tyrone Crawford's playing well on the other end, uh, and they're getting a huge push in the middle from David Irving. Uh, so I think you see when those guys are on the field, along with Sean Lee being on the field, it makes a huge difference. Somebody asked me today who's the Cowboys' most valuable player at the halfway point, and I said, all I know is when Sean Lee's on the field, they're 5-1, and one, I'll rest my case. And I think the facts speak for themselves. Mickey, as always, we appreciate the insights. Enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll chat with you next week here on the NFL on TuneIn. Enjoy being with you guys. See ya. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.